And once again, joined by Leitrim manager Andy Moran to have a little bit of a recap on a rather eventful couple of months since we had you on the podcast last time, Andy. Um, it's been a while since the start of last year. First of all, you're very welcome to the show, as always. Pleasure to have you. Great, great to be back. Thanks, Brevity. Um, It's been a fairly eventful couple of months since we had you uh, for a conversation before. It's You've been to New York and back. It didn't go to plan, I suppose. Uh, the Talented Cup has come and gone. Um, what's, I suppose, let, let me start by asking you really, I suppose, how have you been over the last few months? What's your thoughts on on the end of the league campaign and, and the championship uh, run? Yeah, I, I think since we, we, we talked to you in the tunnel in Park, Sean, um, from the last league game against Sligo, where we were going into injury time, point up, and we're heading for Division 3 and Scrow Park the week after. It's been, like, needless to say, a hugely frustrating time for, for me, more importantly, the players, uh, the management team, and and the Leitrim supporters and uh Joe, we go over to New York. We again they were expected to win and we we we, we have high expectations of ourselves. Joe, we shoot for what seven or eight, 28, and we score 15 points and we come out on the wrong side of it. And that's the nature of sport. And it's uh yeah, and like like you do after that, you got you gotta dust yourself down and you you gotta take the criticism and you you, you gotta kinda push the shoulders back and go again. So that's what we've been doing since since the Wexford game, then since the Talbot Cup, it's been a huge kind of air of reflection. Uh, try to get the reviews done with the county board, with the medical team and the players, and uh, and then you kind of just have to take a breath and uh, and kind of I suppose reflect and then make decisions of where you're going to go. Then after that, I know you've probably talked this to death over the last few weeks with media, with players, with the county board, as you mentioned, and with sponsors and other. Uh, stakeholders in the game here in the county but um let's maybe take a look at some of each of those four games and i suppose it was a pattern in terms of the play in those games of early goal chances not converted maybe a little bit of nerves a little bit of self-doubt creeping in in certain quarters and it just seemed to end up games that we possibly should have won based on maybe the early dominance we just didn't quite close them out and ended up on the on the losing side yeah, I suppose as a management team, there's circumstances within each one of those games. You'd love if you could turn back time uh, and and change it. Um, but if we go back to that Sligo game, and like a whole lot of our, uh, I, I suppose my job is to to have us uh, like contesting the last two rounds of the national league and to have us in position to to go and get promotion. And Tom Pryor had put us in that position, and uh, we didn't see it out. And realistically did we ever really recover from that Sligo defeat and the, the the answer to that is possibly not like we went to New York I'd be kind of very happy with the way we actually played in New York and that's not try to I suppose pacify people or patronize people or anything like that that's reality is we, we went in we, we created the goal chance we thought we'd create we uh, created the point chance we thought we'd create and just on the day we just didn't take them and uh and that that's it and we, we we got caught we got bet on a penalty shootout we nearly got caught in 2018 we got caught this time and um like that is hugely 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 frustrating and really really annoying for players and management but listen it is what it is now we cannot change back time and the talented cup breathy i'll be absolutely perfectly honest with you we would have played a really good antrim team and we're now in the semi-final the the talented cup and crews there really didn't really haven't really got challenged since the group stages um and we did really, really well until Keith realistically got injured within that game. And uh, we were level. 
Uh, and then in a nine-minute spell, they scored. They they got that gap of eight or nine points, and we fought well at the end. For Mana, we came out after half time, put in a really good blast of performance, um, got back to level again. And probably that's where I would suggest the injuries really kicked in, where you'd love to be bringing, like in that Sligo game, that leash game with a Jack Hessel and a Tom Pryor, these really kind of explosive fellas, Evan Sweeney in New York, coming on off the bench, making that difference. And then we didn't have them. So that's when we decided to introduce all the younger players. So the Talden Cup, for me, was actually okay, considering the people who were missing. Uh, but the new the Sligo New York games are really the games that you'd be frustrated and disappointed about. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of talk um, around the county. I'm sure you're aware of this about your own future in the, in the position. Um, can you give us any insight into what the plan is for next year? Are you... Uh, do you have a contract? Are you prepared to, to honour it? Are the county board happy to have you? Has having those discussions taken place yet? Yeah, I suppose over the last couple of weeks, we we, we met with the medical team. You do a review, and we met with the county board, um, Martin and End and these guys, and uh, had that review. And um, we met with the players actually on Monday evening. And uh, yeah, listen, it's 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 not in my in my nature to be stepping away from Anthem, to be honest, to be quitting Anthem. Um, I think we came in on our very first podcast, I'd say we said Rome wasn't built in a day. This is going to take time. And along that time, there's going to be disappointments. Like I was very fortunate in our career, chasing this All-Ireland dream, didn't get to it, but at great times along the way. But those bumps along that road, it wasn't just, Joe, you, know, you go and you, you you get fit and all of a sudden you're contending for these competitions. It takes uh, uh, multiple years. I played from 2003 2011 until that really good team came and then we kind of pushed it on so in this it takes time for me yes we lost to new york but the thing i would look at is sligo went on to draw a kildare in a group stage of a of a senior inter-county uh top level competition and we were within a minute or two minutes of beating sligo and getting to division three so do i think we're way off absolutely not uh do i think we've made huge progress along the way yes have we made huge mistakes along the way absolutely absolutely no one has tried to deny that but the progress this team has made throughout the course of the last uh i think 14 15 16 months in my opinion has been huge and the evidence is there you see the young fellas coming off you see Oshin coming off the uh, like Oshin mclaughlin he's tried for three or four years to get going now all of a sudden he's a mainstay on the team you see Keith Byrne becoming top scorer in Division 4 two years in a row, top scorer overall in one of those years, Talton Cup All-Star, Paul Keeney, Talton Cup All-Star. These things are tangible to a group of lads that are really trying to push on and do stuff for their county, and they're putting the work in, and it's a matter of sticking with it. And like the easy thing to do for everyone here after New York is to quit and walk away and start again. But these guys, our team, our Leitrim team, stuck together after New York. No one walked. No one, no one walked away from it, stayed with it, fought to the bitter end, even though we had catastrophic injuries, fought to the bitter end. And yes, we came up second against Fermanagh, Antrim and Wexford, but it wasn't without trying. Yeah, in terms of the squad, you talked about the kind of players unavailable through injury. Um, obviously, Keith, I think anyone who watched any of the games would have seen that he was not at his usual standard. Um, and we suffered because of that. And he wasn't the only one, there's others obviously as well. But um, Talk to me about some people who weren't there and what the 
the view is towards them coming back into the fold in the in the medium to, to long term and looking towards maybe the FBD and the National League at the start of next year and through the club championship this year. I'm thinking the likes of Donald Casey didn't play much football this year. Uh, Ryan O'Rourke didn't play much football um, for the county, but yeah, he's been involved with the club scene as well. An impressive, I think, 13 or 14 points he got in his first game just back. To rub, just, just to rub it in, yeah, just to rub it in, yeah. Um, no, it's a great question, and, and Keith, I, I will go first with Keith because... Keith got injured halfway through the league and got injured against Antrim uh, in the first round. Hurt his knee, two separate injuries, and always put his body on the line. Like I, like the, the amount of respect as a footballer I got for him over the last three to four months, not when he was kicking 10, 12, 15 points, but over the last couple of months where he really stuck at it, even through injury, got himself right, got himself on the field and was willing to put the Leitrim jersey on. I, I think that's the biggest compliment I can pay to him. It, it was just he was willing... Even though he knows once you cross that white line, you're being judged as a fit player. He, he he was willing to put his shoulders to the wheel and never kind of let the side down. And it was so impressive on his behalf. On the other guys, it's it's a question to try to get them back for for the uh, for the club season. So we we had Ryan and Donald both at the the player review on on, on Monday evening, and Joe Ryan was with us right up to Joe was, was with the team right up to the Fermanagh game. But then I think at that stage, it was, it was fairly clear he wasn't going to make it back for any of the Tottenham Cup games. So, like, I think people were shocked to see him playing club football. But club football is a huge step down from going in and playing inter-county football. And through talks between the physios, Ryan, myself, that was the decision that was made. And that, that's fine. We should be happy as Leitrim people to see Ryan O'Rourke back on the field. Our trick now is try to keep him back on the field, which we haven't seen over the last couple of years, to keep him fit as much as we can like he had a really good season last year i think he was the sixth top scorer overall league and championship on all of our and i think i've seen that on your stats at the end of the year he was sixth overall which was amazing considering he missed a bit of football uh, but our trick now our aim is to get ryan to get a full club season and get him to play then into into january and february for Leitrim. uh donald very similar um i think the problem with donald really was he got a really significant hamstring hamstring tear but it was the first time then again that himself and Paul played college football in UL. And that correlation, we probably didn't manage that right. With, with I was going to ask about I was going to ask about that because I think um, even on the day he got injured, I think it was against, was it Antrim in the first day of the league or the second game in the league? It was, an, it was yeah, a handful, yeah. Yeah, it was a handful of days before, I believe, the semi-final of the, of the Sigerson Cup. I nearly said the Collingwood. I'm giving my, I'm giving my college loyalties out there. Yeah. Uh, but the Sigerson Cup semi-final was i think three days later in in hindsight was it the right decision to play himself and paul that close to what ultimately might be a, a one of the biggest games he possibly ever would have played in it was it's a really good question and it's a question we we actually myself and donald talked about him one evening um the aim was to take donald off after 40 minutes but as you can remember that yeah, Aiden Flynn uh, dislocated his elbow on that same day and it just delayed it. Tom Quinn was ready to come on and it just delayed. And the very last play he was supposed to come off for, he, he pulled his hamstring. That, like, we, I had a great um, relationship actually with Declan in UL and we were talking all the time about minutes, warm-ups, football. And it just, that one was just unlucky. Like, he, absolutely, we, we can take some stock in that injury. There's no no doubt about it but very 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 unlucky paul paul only came on for seven or eight minutes again that was the plan that donald would start the game and paul finished the game listen it didn't work out and 
yeah, it's just it's something. And like I, I suppose Donal and Ryan are two really really strong players for Leitrim. We I think we need to have a a way of how we're going to manage them over the the next six months to get them there because over the last four years they haven't played enough football for Leitrim. And our aim as management, my aim coming in here as manager of Leitrim was to give the Leitrim players the opportunities that I got as a player. And um, at that at that point, we haven't got it, you know? Speaking about the opportunities you got as a player, Sigurdsson obviously was a big part of your early career, at least. And you've been a big advocate of that, both on and off this show. Um, do we have any of our younger lads, maybe last year's county minors, some of our under-20s, that you know are going into that level this year? And, and have they been helped or pushed into programmes in, in different colleges? Yeah, well, Barry is a full scholarship student in UCD. Barry McNulty, um, a, a really, really strong player. Ocean obviously played for Sligo IT last year, um, but not many more played. And like when we came in first, it was very, very, it was a very, very unusual situation where we had Barry McGuini, who was the last Sigerson All Star from Leitrim, and Paul Keeney wins the next one in 2023. So it was a big gap, but there was nobody playing Sigerson ball. So we tried to encourage it. Um, but you do have to manage the load of players and particularly players who are a tiny bit more injury prone you need to probably manage them a bit more and like we might have got that wrong we might not have but there is a suggestion there that we might like Donald you know, minutes all that sort of stuff we might have changed differently if I had my time again I probably would but these things happen I, I did it where you played every second game but some players like the likes of Paul Keeney never gets injured you know so maybe you just need to we, we need to change our kind of approach to it next year but within the college football we want all our lads that are going to college we want them all playing football like like college football like if the boys had played the year before with UL Paul Keeney and Donald Casey I think they'd have won the Sigerson but then they'd have also got the opportunity to play with David Clifford which these opportunities don't come around too often and to see him train and to see his application is all that sort of stuff i think would have been a huge education for them lads to see yeah i think alan flynn will be praying that you haven't given the commentators chris to paul keen you know saying he doesn't get injured well, um, yeah. going back to some of the selections through the the last set of games and probably the, the season as a whole goalkeeper has been an interesting position this year from Leitrim's point of view we started off with darren and goals uh, solid performance couple of clean sheets and a couple of wins early on and then um, made the decision to go with Nevin, who wouldn't be a recognised goalkeeper, but to be fair to him, uh, pulled off some amazing saves in, in games that kept us in. I know New York, he made some vital saves, and I think against Sligo as well, or Leash as well, he pulled off a couple of saves that kept us in the games at pivotal times. Um, I know Killian Gaffey was flown around as a name in the squad as well. Where are we with goalkeeper plan going forward and and are we going to stick with Nevin or are we looking at maybe the likes of Killian coming in and challenging for that position? Yeah, I suppose just to give an update quickly just on the other players that got that were injured, the likes of Evan Sweeney had a wrist break, uh, Jordy uh, just as a knee issue should be back for the club season, Adam Reynolds hamstring should be back for the club season is back in, uh, he should be back actually in the next week or two, Connor, uh, Connor Dwyer just had a similar injury to, to Ryan so we'll just try to get that right and manage it and obviously KB with his knee. So hopefully they'll be all back, ready and flying for the club season. The goalkeeper one was always an interesting one. Yeah, um, Joe, I, I suppose Nevin went in last year when Maxi got injured. He went in as a sub-keeper to Benny. And uh, he actually showed to be really, really good at communicating, helping, talking with goals. His kicker was really good. He was good to give the ball back to a really strong one with the high ball. Obviously, there's certain characteristics that... Darren is, is is better than Nevin, and there's certain characteristics that Nevin are better than than than, than Maxi. But listen, they, they, we we made that call, and 
listen, we were very happy with it, if I'm being honest, because I think never done really, really well. He saved a couple of penalties in New York. Don't think he had a shot to save in New York, but made some, like, from play during the course of the game, an extra time, don't think he had a shot to save, but did really well on the penalties. Kickouts were excellent. And I think carried himself kind of really well throughout that leash, Sligo, New York, and, and the Talton Cup games. Killian then is... Um, yeah, Killian played for Sligo Rovers, for people that don't know Killian Gaffey, and hopefully you get to know him during the summer. Uh, an extraordinary talent, um, really good guy, uh, had a really bad, severe uh, knee injury, leaving Sligo Rovers. And uh, where he's come from, from last summer when we met him first to where he's come to now is, is an absolute extraordinary change in a young fella. And um, hopefully he just needs to keep going in that goal pattern. If he does, he's an extraordinary keeper with an extraordinary talent. And uh, uh, hopefully we can utilise him in, in 2024. No more than yourself. You might have worn the Longford Town jersey at some point as well. I know you. Yeah, yeah, and he's just he's he's got everything you need as a keeper, and we just hope we see that uh, during the course of the year. But uh, a lot of that is down to Killian, and if if Killian uh, really wants it and chase it down, uh, I think he has a really big future to play. I know we touched on it briefly, but um, is Andy Moore in situ for the next twelve months? Are you around for the twenty twenty four campaign? Is that a, a done deal? Yeah, well, that's the that's the way that's the way I'm planning anyway. Um, yeah, like to be honest with you, like we, we came in, um, I just see this as a work in progress. I, I don't see this as I, I don't see the start and the end point to where you want to go. I, I, I like the biggest thing we need to do is to have player retention within our county and then go with that team for three to four years. That's what we need to do, and that's the only way we're going to get strong. You talked to Colin Collins, uh, when I used to do the, the podcast on, um, off the ball with with the boys, the football pod, we call him Collins on. That is the that is the stitch. Like that is what you're looking for. You're looking for committed guys who you can put strength and conditioning on, you can put fitness on, and you can build a structure around them. And um, over the course of our time uh, with Leitrim from year one to year two, we didn't have that. But I'm fairly confident from year two to year three, we'll have a, a very good set structured squad going forward. Speaking to the lads the, on the meeting on Monday night, uh, percentage-wise, how many of them do you expect to be available to, if selected, of course, uh, to you know, over the next twelve months? Yeah, well, no one has made it. Uh, no one has made um, me aware that the, the, they're going travelling. Obviously, there's one or two of them, uh, maybe approaching the end of their career, which is fine as well. And I, I don't think we need to put names in them because we don't need to put pressure on them. But I think any lead from supporter knows who I'm talking about, really. Um, and but the rest of them seem good. We've we, we've had a uh, obviously Reardon stepped away during the year, and we'd expect to have Reardon back in twenty twenty four. Um, that's Reardon O'Rourke. Sorry for everyone. Um, I just mentioned them by first names, but Reardon, yeah, I expect to have him back in twenty twenty four. So listen, it's all positive. We we, we brought Stephen McLaughlin in from Kiltober um, during the year, and like was was absolutely brilliant for us around the place in terms of being from Leitrim, wanting to play, wanted to drive it on excellent character and person uh, and huge influence around the place you've got paul Morn, uh obviously barry michael mckernan radic all coming in from the 20s jack casey and making a huge impression around the place so what we're trying to do is get these guys who go to commit for two or three years and really go after it for two or three years that's what we're looking to do without putting you on the spot andy you've come from a, a, a senior all-ireland championship challenging team over an extended period of time where that buy-in is there from players in your opinion two years into the job does the average leech from footballer understand the commitment that's required 
to be at that level or to aspire to that level. And I, I'm not trying to cast no, aspersions no. on the lads, but but like we hear stories anecdotally of lads opting out because they're aggrieved that they weren't picked in a particular game, or we hear that this is all anecdotal and it's all pub talk. And yeah. but that, but that's what people are saying around the county. So I might as well ask you about it. Others um, opting out for social engagements, whether it's a, a soccer match in another country or whether it's a, a relative stag party uh, and opting out of big games or training sessions or preparation for big games because of stuff that wouldn't be accepted in the environment you came out of as a player. I would say over the past, no would be the answer to that, but I wouldn't put this team into that bracket because... For me, what I see every night of training and what I see from the vast majority of the group and the group that we'll be going forward with, that these guys absolutely are doing everything in their power to get where they need to go. Of course, you're going to have, it's not Mayo, it's not Kerry, it's not Dublin. So what I mean by that is when you play for them counties, there is incentives there to play for them counties and to do stuff. In Leitrim and smaller counties, them incentives aren't there. It's the love of the county. They're playing for their team and away you go. But this group of lads are absolutely committed to it. Um, like we, we brought a group of lads together on Monday night that represented the whole group through one person that represented the Dublin group, one person that represented the under-20s, injured fellas, all these guys to the player review. And if you see what them guys did over three and a half hours on Monday night to try to make themselves better, to try to review the season, what we need to do to improve, like they're so close. But that, Brefney, the point I'm trying to make to everyone is that takes time. It doesn't happen in 14 or 15 months. It takes time. And people need to have patience with these young guys. They're going to make mistakes. Of course, nobody wanted to go out to New York and be the first team beaten out there. But say la vie, it's happened. It's, we, we have to move on and get stronger. And where I got huge encouragement from, huge encouragement from, was the gap between New York and the Talent Cup and the boys. We, we arrived back on, the, on the, the Monday evening or the Tuesday morning. And on Friday evening, all them boys were in the gym, ready to go, getting ready to go to training at 10 to 7 that night for training at 7 o'clock. And it was just, they just took it on. We knew we were under pressure all throughout the Talton Cup with the injuries we had, the quality of the opposition we were playing against. But the, the, the boys never give up. They stuck at it. And that's going to be huge learning bringing into 2024. That's probably the fairest answer to that question I could ask, but I could, I could have got. But I just looking from the outside in um, over the last few weeks, um, I, I think all that is evident. And, and the standard in, in Gaelic football, some people might argue with the, the style of play of certain teams, but the standard of fitness levels and stuff it's going exponentially across the board. So if we make a little advancement, then everyone else makes the same little advancement yeah. and we're in the same position. So you nearly need to like bullet past people for it to even be noticeable that you've improved. Um, how can we do that in the next? And I hear what you're saying about the, the, the short-term planning, like worrying about next Sunday is never going to get you there in the long run. You might win a game, but then you'll get injuries or you'll get players burned out and, you end up losing the war, uh, even though you might have won the battle. Where do you go from, from here, or how can we do it? Or is it even outside your remit? Is it is it the the youngsters coming through the underage ranks? Where where do Leitrim need to put their emphasis over the next five to ten years? In the same way as Sligo and Roscommon have done to get the results they've got and to get where they are. What but for me, do? 
for me, Sligo is a really good event. It's there's no there's no golden bullet. It's just literally consistency across the board. So Carol Foley wrote, um, I'm right, Carol Foley, minor manager. Yeah, Carol Foley. Wrote, there was an article with Carol after they got knocked out of the minor cha- minor championship, and he was just going. And if you read that article, you could literally block out minors and block out Carol Foley and put in Andy Moore and lead from seniors. It was nearly the same article. So we're just trying to change little things along the way. It's literally little things along the way, and then things will happen. But people need to be patient with it. It's like, for me, like I absolutely adore the people at Leitrim, the supporters. Geez, the 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 sponsors, the supporters, what they've done for this team over the last twelve to fourteen months has been extraordinary. But most of them people that come to the games can see the little shoots of progress, can see the little bits. Okay, now we're scoring more, but they can also see we're getting fitter. But every other team along with us. Is getting fitter along the way as well. So Sligo didn't just stand still to wait for Leitrim. We haven't bet Sligo since what 2011, 2012, and like look how close we're getting to them, and they're getting to under 20 finals and stuff like that. So there's been an awful lot of good work done, and sometimes when a result comes like New York, people then forget about everything else that's gone before and everything then that comes after. So for me, people just need to continue along the track of little small gains of progress all along the way. Dockery did a great job last year with the minors. Carl did a great job this year with the minors. Even though the results weren't there, we were really competitive enough a lot of them games. Okay, We've got four really, really, or five really good under 20s out of an under 20 crop this year. We need to do the same with young Honeyman and these guys, and young Ben Gucky, and next year, bring them along as well. So it just needs to be small little changes. And the key thing is, then when we have good players, that we hold on to as many of them as we can and add in them little bits of little pockets of good players then along the way as well uh, fair enough um that's i, I love i love what i'm hearing and i i fully agree with with that slowly slowly building a a, a squad of quality and keeping them retained what would you say to um i suppose the people in the county who you mentioned sponsors and supporters and obviously the finances come into this as well um, and without going into who's getting what, the costs have gone up in the oh. last two years. So um, what would you say to somebody who comes in and says that the money, that the, the extra money that's been spent on preparation of teams, um, it's, not, it's not worth it? That whole argument of we've spent extra money, we're not seeing extra results. Given what you've just said, where, where do you go with that? Well, like the way I look, like, okay, so I look at everything kind of from a business perspective. So last last Thursday, we were we were eight years in business, right? So Congratulations. Yeah, and like it was a great day. But those tough bloody days, like year one, year two, year three, weren't decorative, making money, happy, you know. Thing. Now all of a sudden, we've eight years in business with 24 staff, and we feel like we're growing. COVID hits it halfway between that and you nearly needed to start again. And to me, yes, people, I think they're really fair comments. I think they're really fair comments in terms of too much money being spent, boom, 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 boom. Would I agree with them? No, but there's an argument. I respect that argument and you have to look into it and then you need to strike a balance. We are Leitrim. We're not going to be like, I think it was one of the top counties spending 2 million on the herders and footballers in 2022. We're not going to get to that level, but how can we make the best of what we have and away we go and like how can we create more money so what i'm saying by that is how do we get to the point where it's 
the 50 mile challenge is absolutely brilliant mike feeney and these guys doing extraordinary work leitrim county council all these guys doing really good work but how do we get the diaspora to help us out along that way so that if we do need to spend that we have we have growth patterns along the way as well well like the two million you talked about if you take that per head population and per per head of employment and per head of the businesses in the in the county i know i know which county you're talking about because it was well reported last year they're not a million miles away um we're probably spending more per supporter or per club than those other counties so like, how does a county like Leitrim justify that well either like you have to kind of justify it or else you just get pushed to the side and i would say if you went cabin if you went to sligo if you went to Leitrim, if you went to roscommon if you went to all them per capita per pro pro rata i would say if you compare this to them counties i wouldn't say you'd say we're spending as much do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. it, like yeah. an awful lot of our uh, expenditures on player mileage. It's it. We, we've location where we've if we've thirty players my, uh, in, in in the panel, we've fifteen in Dublin, fifteen here. So an awful lot of that is mileage, and the, a Mayo would be the exact same. If you have players in Dublin, they need to come. All of a sudden, they, the county board need to generate. So an awful lot of that is your unfortunate location and the amount of the amount of employment that's in. So that county, yes. But I'll tell you that county we're talking about has an awful lot of Mayo people in that county as well. You know, yeah, they'd sport an awful lot of Mayo as well, do you know? Yeah, in terms of the that's true actually. Uh, in terms of the uh, the club championship, obviously that's the the next focus. There's a couple of rounds of the league to be played. We're back up in action this weekend. Uh, when you get to games, I know you're you're a regular face around the county, all over the county, at all levels uh, to watch games. What's the plan for the next few weeks and into the championship? Yeah, well, listen, the plan for me is there's obviously a certain number of players that we, we will be keeping an eye on. Um, those guys that played in the 20s that we didn't really, really know about, uh, that played for, for Benny this year, Young Cunningham there. You know, there are certain lads that we will be trying to get around to look at. There's obviously certain fellas that the likes of Ben Guckin, who's everyone can see the talent that Ben has. So, like, is my time really well spent going watching Ben? Joe, or is it going watching try to get these little nuggets down in Manor Hamilton? Joe, I remember the first day we seen Barry McNulty playing last year, and we actually didn't know who he was for 20 minutes, and then we, we kind of realised, oh, geez, that's young McNulty who played minor last year for Manor. You know, so like, you have to go around and try to find the nuggets. But the key thing that we're, we we need to do over the next. I, I suppose six months is getting on the training field with the boys and it's not going around doing group training sessions or anything like that is meeting them individually again against Wexford we had 17 shots from playing the first half and we converted five of them so yeah. our shot conversion needs to get better our skill set needs to get better our training practice needs to get better uh, they have they've improved but we need to get them to a different level so an awful lot of our time this year I would say would be sent, spent on the training fields of FINA um, Manor Hamilton Cartletra, all these, all these, all these little clubs going around and just working with players. My Ramsey won't thank you for calling a little club. Uh, in, yeah, terms, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of the, I can, I can see the letter of complaint coming yeah. in on, on that. Clancy, Clancy made the comeback a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that. In terms of the, um, he didn't play round two though. That's all I can say. On that <laughs> he's still stiff, he told me. He's still, he's still stiff. <laughs> in terms of the, um, the next six months what success look like uh what are you aiming to get is it about getting 80 percent of the squad back 90 percent of the squad back is it about unearthing two or three gems that haven't had much game time at senior level for the county bringing them in and having them fit and ready to rock in january february when the national league gets back up and running like 
what is your main target for the next six months when even though you're out of sight out of mind of most of the elite fans as they turn their attention to the club scene um what are you aiming to achieve in the next six months in the job you 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 um i think you asked me a question there a few minutes ago you asked me a question do we know what it takes in terms of in terms of in terms of higher level performance do we know what it takes and what the players do in the next six months is absolutely going to be the key to drive forward in terms of what you have to come back into into preseason. now we've got a run of seven league games in nine weeks never happened before we had it last year we're going to have it again next january what sort of shape they arrive back in when we're allowed back training on november 24th um joe what what sort of application do they put towards their weights their skill set their shooting all that sort of stuff that's what that to me that's going to be that's going to be success if you see the the like your animal positives from this year aiden flynn coming back being extraordinary nevin and goal obviously the way killian mcglone played his last two games in the fb or in the talent cup uh, adam reynolds debut barry mcnulty uh, debut jack Hesklin, the player he is now compared to the player he was 16 months ago that was all done last winter when you seen him playing for gord letter all of a sudden and all of a sudden jack Heston was jumping out in midfield catching ball running in scoring goals i think he even played a junior b game the madman you know and then you know mclaughlin but his body the, the Brefney, and I, i'm joking about it, but his body wouldn't have been able for that before yeah do you know what I'm saying? and now he's playing extra games joe the way Oshie mclaughlin came back into us this year to become a really good asset for us moving into the t- tail end of 2023 and now into 2024 and the standout one is darren rooney so darren rooney goes away has a club season for Jews that he was very, very proud of, uh, but came back in an extraordinary shape. And in his last four games for, for Leitrim, he scored 111 from play. Do you know? And that's success. And I think boys can kind of see that what Keith has given the lads in winning that Talenton Cup All-Star, what Paul Keeney has given the lads in winning that Cigarettes Cup All-Star, they can see success within success. And people say, oh, you shouldn't be chasing individual awards. Well, if a lot of our guys get individual awards, that means we've won something so yeah. that that and that and that's and that's the way it's going you see the shape of the carrick boys now playing club football you know they're they're the work they've done during the winter even in the league games that we've seen already has been extraordinary you know and like how good are they going to become championship you know what you mentioned killian gaffey what what killian is killian gaffey going to go in and nail the number one jersey for carrick in 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 2023 if he does that then he's a huge chance to play for Leitrim in 2024 so that's success for me and of course we're looking for one or two we decided in in the talton cup we decided we could go with really experienced players coming off the bench or we could go with radic paul Moore, and michael mckernan and we went with them guys because we want them to be there in 2024 and them guys will go away paul had a really really good under 20 campaign i know they only played one game but all during the philly mcginnis was excellent at full forward um radic was brilliant against Galway under 20. Joe Michael was very, very unfortunate, but we, we have to remember what he did with the under 20s last year against Mio, best player on the field. Obviously, Barry was brilliant and Jack had a really good game. So we decided to give them for his chances because we feel we can grow with them over the next 24, 36 months. Uh, just as you mentioned a couple of names there, a few more flashed into my mind in terms of other codes and, and whether discussions have been had with the likes of Jack Kilheaney, who would have been a key player for Leach under Terry Highland. Uh, he's playing rugby, living in Dublin. Uh, has the conversation been had with him or has he kind of been as well just no, I, the door's always open for jack we had a great conversation with him last year we were very close i thought to to, to pushing him through the door but just last minute the commitment was probably too much with the two codes 
Um, but th that conversation will definitely be had again. And if, if Jack comes to me and says, Andy, I'm interested in this uh, thing, we, we had the same conversation with Adam Reynolds. Um, and Adam Reynolds decided to come with us, which was, uh, which was brilliant. And to be honest, up to when Adam got injured, he had a really, really strong progressive year. And he was a huge loss to us when he ended up getting injured, you know? So th that's another conversation we need to have. Or like that, 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 another conversation we have to have with Jack. Obviously, Adam has come into us. But then there's other players. Um, Joe, the likes of Bruner, uh, David Brune will be looking, Joe, to have a conversation with him. We've already had the conversation with Reardon. Uh, but then the, 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 the big thing for us is to get Donald, to get Jordan, to get Connor Dwyer, to get Ryan O'Rourke back on the field, which will make us a really strong... Uh, Breffney, actually, the real, the real good thing about fellas getting injured, and there's not really many positives about it, but the real good thing is that other fellas get huge experience. Other fellas get huge experience. And with Ryan not there, with... Um, uh, uh, the likes of Donald Casey out there. We've got fellas in now where we've got McGloan playing at cornerback. We've got Adam Reynolds playing at cornerback. We've got Aidan Flynn back playing. We've got Tom Pryor who's got huge minutes. Ushi McLaughlin has got huge minutes. So if we can get these guys back, then all of a sudden we've got a strength of a squad that we can we, we can move on, you know? You'll have to do something with the weather to get David Brun back from, from down under, but maybe you never know what you can organise. Uh, yeah, we might, if he comes home and plays for Leitrim Gales, we might cut up his passport or something. Aidan <laughs> Flynn is on the case already, I think. Uh, well, he's been warned now. Uh, listen, Andy, we probably kept you for about twice as long as we expected to be chatting to you, but thanks very much for a very honest and, and, and thorough chat with us about all things uh, county football at the moment and uh, before i let you go though uh neck on the block for the county championship who are the teams to watch and who do you think is going to be lifting the, the fina cup at the end of the season yeah well i think fina are putting huge emphasis on it like uh, like i'm only beginning to know their history um i'm only it's like oh, it's 90 oh, one, one years i think this year oh it's amazing and it's um like i know a lot of the boys their dads played on it and i i know it's a huge like even with Ryan, I know it's a huge thing for him and Reardon and uh, Dipper and these guys that they, they want to go and, uh, and do something. Um, obviously, they're putting a lot of stock into it, but the favourites have to be Carrick. Um, John, the, the, the players they're even pushing through, young Lenahan now all of a sudden is, is has become a huge player. Ben is obviously going to add to them. Jack has had a couple of months of county football. Do you know, like they're just, Adam has had a full year of county football. They're Diffley is such a key player. If Killian gets right now, they're not lacking in the goalkeeping position anyway. But if Killian gets right, it'll probably add to them a tiny bit. It's, if Killian gets into number one, it'll probably add to them a tiny bit. So it's just all arrows are pointing, unfortunately, for everyone else in the county, I think, towards Carrick and Fina. Maybe I wouldn't call them an outsider, but if they were going to be a second bet, I'd probably go with Fina as a second bet. Yeah, I think Fianna, all the Mohol, all the Mohol are about to kill me. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and withdraw from the county team for next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, like, it, like obviously, you have Burn there. If KB catches heat during the championship, you know, he's probably putting 11, 12, 13 points on the board, and they become tough to beat then as well. You know, so and they've been in the last three county finals. Like it's like they're not going to be far away. I think the great thing about the Leitrim County Championship is that it is so competitive. Like it really, it really is competitive. Like between like Barry McNulty gives Manor Hamilton a chance. Like really, really does give them a chance in terms of you have James Rooney, you have Fran, or sorry, Connor Dolan, you have Paddy Maguire, um, and then all of a sudden you have a little bit of class now. All of a sudden within 
within their group with with Evan if he gets back from this wrist injury and Barry McNulty. And all of a sudden now they them boys have got a, they've they've got a chance now as well, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's ninety-one years I think since Fina last won the the Fina Cup, and I, I I'm open to correction. I know Vincent O'Rourke will be on to me with a correction on this if I'm wrong. But I feel like my mother's uncle was on that team. He was a he won a college championship medal with with Leitrim uh, in twenty seven from Fina, and he'd be of the right vintage. And so uh, maybe there's a link there, but uh, it's been a while. He's long, long dead at this stage. Paddy Carey, uh, Andy, it's been a pleasure to have you. I'm sure we'll be chatting to you along pitches. We might even have you back. We had you for the county final last year. We might even have you back on commentary duty with us at some stage again this year. Uh, we'll, we'll firm that up. We'll, we'll talk. My people will talk to your people to negotiate yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the arrangements. Andy, thanks a million for chatting with me. It's been a pleasure and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, Brefney. Talk soon. Thanks, lads. Andy Moran there chatting to me earlier in the week. Uh, uh, very honest interview. Great uh, responses to that. Um, so the questions are posed to him. Some tough questions in there, given the, the way that the season has gone so far. Apologies to those of you that were here at the start of the show. My mic wasn't working. I hope it's working with you now. Do let me know in the comments if there's any problems. Uh, but we'll move on quickly. We'll take one to a quick look at the results and fixtures of the Football League before we do cross over to have a look inside the camp at the Leitrim Ladies under-16s. They, of course, have a big All-Ireland semi-final clash with Antrim uh, next weekend. So we'll be chatting to their manager, John Campbell, and a couple of players from around their squad uh, in just a few moments. But first of all, uh, maybe let's take a quick look at the Division 1 league tables. If we just bring them up here, uh, the results from last uh, week. And we take a quick look at the league table. Of course, St Mary's continue their fine form with another victory uh, in their second or third round game in that competition. Uh, I'll just reset these again. That's the results of the weekend. St Mary, or these two weekends ago, Fina St Colliers two twenty two, Leitrim Gales three seven. Ryan O'Rourke with a big score in that uh, like twelve points or thirteen points. Um, in that particular game on his return to club football. Ahawillan 119, Glencar Manor 110, up the Sheelan 9 points, Ballinamorsh on Hessens 418, and St Mary's that one point victory over Mohull leaves the league table looking like it is on screen there. St Mary's the only team with a 100% record so far in Division 2, and at off 113, Melvin Gales 28. Uh, Alan Gales 118, Drumahair 211, Ballinaglera 213, Carrigan 3 points, Ahavas 15 points. Um, Kiltobert 4-9 in the league table there. Balneglera and Alan Gales out on top of that particular table at the moment. Melvin Gales struggling at the bottom of the table in Division 3. Drum Riley 18 points. Eslin 14 points. Sorry, just lost control over here. Uh, Gortletcher 2-14. Borna Kula 8 points. Clune 2-11. Glenfair and Kiltiklaher 8 points. And Gortletcher sitting on top of that table. 6 points from their opening 3 victories from Bornacula, who they beat last weekend, uh, four, po four points, just two points behind Gort Letcher. While uh, the rest of the chasing pack, Drum Kieran, Clune, Eslin, and Drum Riley, all on two points. Glenfarn Kilty yet to get their season up and running. Of course, they are in action tonight. If we look at the fixtures, uh, we'll bring them up on the screen here. And um, tonight's fixtures in the Division Three of the All County Football League: Eslin versus Clune, 
Glenfarren Kilty Clare versus Gort Letra and Borna Kula versus Drum Kieran. They go into battle today. Uh, while in Division Two, we have a full round of fixtures there as well. Drummer Hare versus Anna Duff, Kiltubber versus Alan Gales, Melba Gales versus Balanaglera, and Carrie Gallen and Alvast in a local derby complete the round two fixtures. One Division One game postponed, or at least moved to tomorrow afternoon, 1 p.m. throw in. That's between Balanamore down here at the bottom of your screens. Balanamore, Sean Hessels versus Fianna St. Collins. That takes place tomorrow at 1 o'clock. But the other three games, all at 7 p.m. this evening. Leitrim Gales versus St. Mary's. A local derby at 7 p.m. tonight. Muhl and Ahawillan and Glencar Manor versus Ochtnashielan. So those games all taking place uh, this evening or tomorrow. Plenty of action. We're not going to go in-depth into those particular games. They've been well worked for over the last two weeks in terms of the results. And the fixture is all thrown in in the next 90 minutes or two hours or so. Uh, we wanted to give time to Andy on today's show. But we did take a little visit last weekend, the weekend before maybe we took a trip over to the training camp for the under-16 girls. They have a big All-Ireland semi-final against Antrim next weekend. Uh, first of all, let's hear from their manager, uh, John Campbell, ahead of that big fixture. Here's what he had to say to me at training last week. Manager of the Leitrim Under 16s, it's been a, an exciting first season for you in the job. You looking forward to a, an All Ireland semi final in just a couple of weeks against Antrim? Very much so. Um, it's been a reward for exactly how hard these girls have worked. It's a very, very easy man management's an easy job when you have a backing of a county board, which has been very good to us all year, and the players' commitments, and also my coaching staff. So, yeah, it is. We are really, really working hard to prepare now for this game. Uh, I would say that it's a just reward for where we've gone. We've found the provincial a little bit, I wouldn't say daunting, but it's been um, a learning curve for us. But the structure is there for us to keep going ahead. And uh, I would be very confident going into All-Ireland C-Final um, because it's not something that a county like Leitrim gets every time. I know that we more or less automatically are guaranteed because of the small numbers in our county to get to an All-Ireland. But at the same time, it's very prestigious. It, uh, it go, going forward for these girls when they progress later on in their career it's something that they can look back and say. In terms of the actual competition, uh, this squad, 30 players as you mentioned, but pulled from clubs all over the county. How, uh, how difficult was it to get these girls in? You mentioned a figure of 86 at training. It doesn't sound like it was that difficult at no, all. No, well at the same time, um, well, what's happening was that we started with a panel of 86 and within two weeks we had to whittle it down to 30. It's because of the time frame that we were appointed. We're about a month and a half, two months behind. But uh, you see, the lucky thing is with my coaching staff, I have I picked the coaching staff of uh, people who were aware, much more aware of uh, players' uh, qualities than I was. So it made it easier. So our couple of trials here, we had uh, coaching staff and parents from the individual clubs who were able to point out players. But at the same time, it was also a learning experience because girls who had never shone with their club, when it came to county then, they, they stepped up. So. It wasn't the, the difficult choice that I thought I would have because um, the quality of football within Leitrim, is, I think, is extremely high. In terms of the girls who've come in, uh, can you maybe tell us who's, who's impressed you without naming names individually, but um, who can we look out for in that game in a couple of weeks' time? I would say that there are, well, we, can't, we won't say names, but positions. Our full back is an extremely intelligent footballer and we've been doing a lot of work on her uh, for centre or midfield, you will see a diamond there, one of, which I think in a year or two time will actually uh, be pushing at a very young age for senior status. 
we have players there who I think my personally myself would walk onto any other um, any other county team within this province is because I haven't seen as good as them. Of course, the intermediate side start their uh, All Ireland Championship campaign this weekend as well. They're out against Kildare tomorrow in, in Abbott Money Park, Sean McDermott. Um, any of these girls we might see popping up in, in that team in the next couple of seasons? Without, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, that, which is why I think that I've really, really take, uh, really embraced this job is because this is the age group that it has to start at. We can see when it goes from under 16, we're having 30, I'd have 30 consecutive every training session. They give every, every heart they have. And I think it's the most important age group because as uh, leaving certs go and colleges come, then we've seen them that they start to whittle on. So if we can get these some sort of success at under 16, progress to minor, and then I would give them four or five years, I would say 50% will make the nucleus of that team at the moment. They'll certainly push, be pushing some of them out, and these will be waiting in the wings. Excellent. Well, listen, the very, very best of luck to you and your charges in two weeks or three weeks' time against Antrim, and uh, the future looks bright for ladies' football in the county. Well, thank you to you, Breffney, as well, because I'm, I'm uh, actually humbled and delighted that you could take a morning off to do this. Is because with the underage ladies' football, I think that it should be something of the future that we, especially going into an All Ireland final, I would ask all parents and uh, all. Um, players as much as possible to come out and support them. I'm sure they will. Thanks very much, John. Thanks, Rafi. John Campbell there chatting to me uh, two weeks ago ahead of the All-Ireland semi-final against Antrim in a week's time for the Leitrim Ladies under-16s. But when we were out there, we decided we might as well get to know a little bit of the squad. So we did take a few of the players aside and ask them a few questions about themselves, each other, their teammates, and how the season is faring out for them so far. We're going to hear from four of the team's members, Ava McCartan of St. Joseph's, Ola McQueenie from Mughal, Saoirse Davis of Kildra Gales, and St. Bridget's, Dervla Gunn. And here's uh, the questions and the answers we got when we spoke to the four girls uh, at training for the under-16 county team. I don't even know if I know. Oh, I think I did. Um... I actually don't know. Probably, probably the same. Yeah, I think it's the same, but I don't even remember my own. I think it was Sligo, wasn't it? Sligo in Balnamore. In oh, yeah, 14, I think so, yeah. I think it was. I don't know what year that would have been, though. Like, three years ago? Oh, it was... You were under 14. So it was like... Yeah, but it was the under 14 development squad, I'd say. Like, in 2019. Yeah. Up in, like, Ballyhonas. <laughs> I'd say that's what it was. But first time like an actual game though because that was yeah that was development squad I don't know who you you played oh you played like Sligo or Longford first that year yeah but um we got shut down because of COVID then oh yeah because you, you didn't get to like the actual championship yeah at all <laughs> well, um yours was the under fourteen and uh, the under sixteen game last year was it no two years ago yeah year before it was under, under fourteen yeah I don't know who we were playing. <laughs> We didn't win it. <laughs> it was Fermanagh last year in a challenge game. Wait, does that count? <laughs> um, that was in, it was outside Enniskillen somewhere. I don't know where it oh, was. Yeah, sure we won well though. Fermanagh. <laughs> Rona, I don't know, then his two brothers. Yeah, I have three. Then you have, you definitely have an older brother. No, younger brother. No way, you have a brother, right? His name's <laughs> Dara. Yeah. Okay, well, I can't think of his older or younger. 
I'm gonna go with older. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's older. Is that it? No, I no. I have an older sister and a younger brother. Oh. Is that? <laughs> okay, wait. John is one of the boys. Yeah. And then there's the other one and I don't know his name. Um Darren. Alwyn. And that's it, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um so you've five siblings? Yeah. Sirsha, Killian. Yeah. Um Oh god, I forget the other one. Um Yeah, okay. I think that's the stars <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get. Um <laughs> I don't even know my own one. Neither, I've known it. Um I don't know. I don't I even know my own. I don't even know my own one. You can't have a right or wrong answer. <laughs> so um, I'll just say Harry Styles. <laughs> um, I'll say The Weeknd. That's fine. <laughs> Harry Styles. Nile Horn. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I've no idea. Who is that? I don't really have one. <laughs> I'll just say Billie Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know, I don't really see that many people yeah. outside, yeah. And that's like, I think Lucy is nice outfit sometimes, yeah. like outside. Yeah, that is actually true, Lucy. Lucy Murphy. Tara. Yeah, Tara. Tara, definitely yeah, Tara. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Probably me. Yeah. Seriously. Me? I'll just say that. <laughs> oh. Or sorry, Orla, maybe. Yeah, Orla McQueenie, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She'd have the speaker anyway, yeah. so she just hook it up. Probably Orla. Yeah. <laughs> just all one direction. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Probably Mohal or us. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Mohal. Or maybe. I don't even know. Oh. I'd like to think us, but I'd say it might be. Bridget's have a good team this year, and so did Jerome Hare, so it'll be a tough competition, anyways, between the three or four in the division. I don't know. But my bet's on probably Bridget's. Yeah. I, I would like to say us as well, but I'd like to say maybe Manor or Kiltobert. Um, I scored a penalty in our final last week and we'd been practicing them the week before, so that was kind of good. Ava. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, I think probably... Oh, sugar, sorry. <laughs> I think probably just like... <laughs> Just like the bond between all the girls, you know, we've been really good friends over the last year compared to recent years, and I think it's just nice to see. Yeah. Same with me. Like when when somebody else does something good and we're all a team, we're all happy for each other. Probably when I blocked the ball, because I'm really bad at blocking balls and I actually did. So <laughs> probably playing ladies football at like a young age and just getting to bond with the older girls in the club. But yeah, winning finals, it's a good feel. You know, we have new management and everything, so make them proud as well, and what they're doing with us. Yeah, I'd like to win on the 5th of July. Yeah. <laughs> For us, like as a team to get like closer and stuff as well, because yeah. we started later than everyone, and then like, I feel like we're a bit behind. And like, we do have like a big enough age gap, like there's girls in like second year and stuff, a lot of girls in second year, and there's a lot of girls in like fifth and TY. Yeah. So like to get closer, because it is kind of hard when there's a big age yeah. gap like that. Probably Lucy. Yeah, Lucy's Ava. very strong on her left foot side as well. And Ava like does so much for midfield, like she's yeah. always running and stuff. She's been out and out midfielder, yeah. she's running up and down, very noticeable. Oh, it would mean a lot, and especially with Leitrim ladies losing out to Antrim not too long ago, I think it's very 
important for us to try and show them that we're not just a small Leitrim team and that we can win. Yeah, I think that's the same for me. Um, our line out is different from when we started and we've all learned a lot about each other and we've learned how to play together and it'll be good to show that. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it'll be good. And I think it's like we do have a chance of winning it and we all think yeah. that we like will win it and stuff. So if we think that way, we should. If hopefully. we have a month now, no games, we put in the work, I think we can really yeah. do something. They just, the atmosphere is a bit different, not in a bad way, but it's just like we're all the same ages of Wales Club. Yeah. We're with like the ladies team and stuff. and They're a lot older. Yeah, we're like the oldest ones of this age group now. So. Yeah, so you feel we're, like, I feel a bit more comfortable here as well. Yeah. Because I don't like, you can't really be like the boss at like senior yeah. and stuff. We but like, here it's like we're all kind of like the boss or whatever. And they've so. known each other. Yeah. We've been playing for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think it'd be good if we have like a good positive attitude and stuff. I think we will do good. If we put it up to them at least, you know, give a good fight. It'd be nice to win. Yeah. I think if we do put in our work for yeah. the month, though, I, I think, think we, we can could as well. I definitely think we can. It'd be very big. Like for so us many as well. of those iconic games, we could have won. Yeah. Like, so hopefully, do ourselves some justice anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's four girls there giving their thoughts on each other and of course that all-important All-Ireland semi-final next week. The very best of luck to them in that. Uh, that's it for the, this week. The best of luck to all teams taking part in games this evening. Of course, uh, all well, nearly all, 22 of our 23 clubs in action tonight uh, in the Maysnight All-County Football League Division 1, 2 and 3. We'll be back with full-time uh, synopsis of those games on the website on finalwhistle.ie over the course of the night. All of the usual stuff will be updated as normal uh, by our team of reporters around the grounds. For those of you that listened to us for the last uh, hour or so, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Talk to you then.